I'm Victoria, and this podcast is all about running, marathon training, and run coaching. It is packed with useful tips to help you grow as a runner. I am a 13-time Boston qualifier and mom of two who started running as an adult. I learned a lot on my journey, and in 2014, I launched an online run coaching business to help other runners. Now, we employ several run coaches and are one of the largest online run coaching companies. We teach you the secrets to reaching your potential in the sport of running. We give real talk discussing personal stories of injuries, setbacks, and PRs. Think of this as a conversation with serial marathoners who share the lessons that we learned along the way. This is the Run for PRs podcast. Staying consistent over the winter months. Consistency is one of the key pillars of success when it comes to distance running, and it's actually one of the pillars of success for pretty much anything in life. You have to be consistent. The more consistently you can apply your efforts, the better you become at pretty much anything. Um, As the saying goes, practice makes perfect. However, we do know that an off season is also important. So there is some confusing messaging around what exactly is an off season? How much time do you really need to take? And how do you actually stay consistent while you're in that off season? And so we're going to be talking a little bit about what the off season is and how you still need to have some consistency, even if you are taking an off season and then maybe how to get back into running more consistently Um, because it was about two months ago now where a lot of those fall marathons kind of took place. Um, If you did Chicago or Boston, I know those were, that was like a huge weekend for a lot of our athletes. Um, And so we're talking about two months removed. And so we're going to talk a little bit about maybe what you could be doing right now to get back into your consistency and your routine. For those of you who ran maybe New York, uh, this is also maybe applicable because we're talking about, um, five, six weeks since that race. Maybe if you did CIM, you're probably still doing some time off and that totally works. Um, Some of you guys maybe are ramping up for other marathons, but this is more specifically for people who are maybe in what they would classify an off season. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to move from like just time off or hardly doing any running to getting back into some base training. And so we're going to talk about what a base would be and then just ways that you can stay consistent over the winter. Because I know living in the Midwest, we are based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And right now, you know, I was expecting that winter really wasn't going to start until after Christmas, right? Like that I would still get a few more months of running outside, being able to do workouts on clear roads. And we were in for kind of a earlier than expected winter so we've had a few blizzards with ice and it's just not ideal running conditions out there and I know a lot of people don't really like getting on the treadmill and so it's just a really tough time of year for some of the runners up north and just the holidays in general people being busy so definitely understand that it can be a tough time but we're going to talk about ways that you can start to implement things and spice up your off season so Jason talk a little bit about What's the difference between like taking time off and like an off season and when do you start building a base? Because all of those things kind of come together and I feel like you need all those parts, but I think sometimes people get it wrong. 
Yeah, you know, I think there's the answer really depends on the person and kind of their background and um, how long they've been running because that answer could look different for several people, right? You know, for some, taking a week off that's like a that's like a long vacation from running. Other people could easily take three weeks off, um, and then really, you know, wherever you fall on the spectrum from. You know, I stay motivated to run versus um, I struggle without like having a race on the calendar. You know, you're just kind of a spectrum there. I think that depending on where you fall on that spectrum, that might also influence like how much, you know, time you take off for your off season and then kind of what your first few weeks of base training look like as you start building back in. Um, for myself, for example, I guess over the years, it's been typically one to two weeks off of no running. And then I spend a few weeks just kind of running when I feel like it or every other day is kind of the goal, just trying to get back to a consistent routine. And for a lot of my athletes, I will try to encourage them to at least do something um, on their rest days, most rest days rather, um, even if it's like a walk or cross training, like biking, just so that they're in that routine, in that habit. They kind of are forced to stay in the habit of carving out that time, making their fitness a priority during this busy time where a lot of us can you know, easily um, fall into the trap of taking multiple weeks off. Yeah, definitely. And I think when you fall out of that routine, it can be really hard to get back into a routine. So I like how some people will do walks during the time that they were previously doing their run or like still getting up kind of around the same time um, of day and like keeping to that schedule. Because, you know, when you wake up, that's also going to help determine like when you fall asleep. And sometimes we can get in like these bad habits of staying up later and then we um, wake up later, that sort of thing. So I think just kind of keeping with your day-to-day routine and nutritional habits can definitely help um, you get back into training more specifically. But for those of the people maybe listening who haven't done that, um, just how would you recommend easing back in? So like if you took more time off than you anticipated or... Um, you know, your routine has really been off. I know sometimes there's that like black or white thinking that can happen where people are like, oh, I just need to rip the bandaid off. I need to jump into Mm -hmm. like this plan. I need something really drastic. But talk a little bit about how like small incremental changes can be better. Yeah, you know, it's it's important that you um, progress back safely. So you're not doing too many too many runs at once. So your first week might look like three runs, for example. and there are going to be at least one one rest day in between those runs. Then you might go to four four days a week, that sort of thing. And so you're you're not only building back the days per week, but also the mileage. So it might start with like it might be a time based run. It might be like fifteen or twenty minute runs for the first week, and then go up to twenty five to thirty minutes. So you're you're slowly building up, and you want to you know at least have a few three, four, five weeks under your belt before you start kind of reintroducing workouts. Um, you know you can start to introduce strides or just kind of a slower progression earlier than that, but I think for most, it's important to follow that progressive overload approach. And I think if you're able to do that, you're setting yourself up for success down the road, but also you're not going to get like burnt out. So if you're someone who kind of has a history of like taking a bunch of time off and then you find a race to sign up for, you sign up and then like, like you said, you get back to running like four or five days a week way too quickly. And then they're not, they're also like running too fast on their easy days. A lot of times at the end of the training cycle, they just feel really tired and run down. They need to take a long period of of rest and so i think it's good if you're able to you know up here in minnesota we have the winter so it's a little bit easier i think for us to have an excuse not to go outside so it gives you choices maybe inside to do like if you you know if you're um, a member of a fitness club 
you can do the stair climber, you can do the bicycle, you can do rowing, you can take a class maybe. So on your in-between days, I think it's nice to still have that accountability. Um, I know a lot of runners that do cross-country skiing as well, and that's a good form of you know aerobic endurance during that time. Yeah, easing back into training is really key. And I know sometimes people, they want to like jump back in or dive back in. Um, and when you say, oh, maybe start back with run walks or maybe start back with like two mile runs or three mile runs, people kind of like, they don't really like that approach, but that's really the key to avoiding injury. And then also from a mental perspective, easing back into things gradually so that you can get back into that routine. And it doesn't have to be super drastic. You can go from in a month's time running two to three mile runs a few days a week to back up to like five, six mile runs with like a long run on the weekend. And just that progression over time is actually more sustainable. Mm -hmm. And so what we really look at when we're trying to build a training plan is what is going to be the most sustainable over the long term? So yeah, maybe for a week or two or a month, you could dive back into this like really aggressive training plan, but is that going to really work long term? And what I've seen just working in the fitness industry over the last, you know, eight years, I think it's more common where people will dive into these aggressive plans and within three to six weeks, they're just unable, or even within the first week, they're unable to stick to the plan and because the plan is so aggressive and they're not able to stick to it they just kind of fall off completely because it's so unrealistic to expect that you would go from running zero miles a week to like running five miles every single day that they just can't do it and then they'll say oh you know i'm a failure and then there's like that black or white all or nothing kind of mindset that goes into it and i think the better approach is starting a lot smaller so i'm always like let's do like way less than you think you should you almost want to look at your comeback plan and it should almost look like too easy the first month um that's how you know you're kind of easing incorrectly because this is something you want to be doing for the long term and if you want to be feeling good in you know march during like your peak training for a race in the spring then you really want to be feeling like right now it's easy and more of like a base building yeah the key word that came to mind as you were talking for me was adapt adaption right like your body has time to adapt to the work that you're that you're doing and so if you just go from zero to 100 quick and then you kind of keep it there um it's it's difficult to allow that your body time to adapt and to gain that fitness and to keep yourself healthy right Um, and mentally engaged and excited about your training so it's best to kind of ease back into it and then if if you're someone that's really you know you pretty much do a few races throughout the year um your you know your off season consists of maybe a week two weeks tops and then you like to just get back to running consistently i know we probably have a lot of people listening who are like that and who have races in march or april on the calendar Um, so your off season might look a bit different right you might use this time to um kind of experiment with maybe increasing your mileage or focusing on your speed endurance, trying to, you know, maybe capitalize on some of your weaknesses as a runner. And so, you know, it might look different for each person. And that's why it's great to have a coach who can kind of examine your, your, you know, recent history and then your, you know, your lifetime history as a runner as well. Yeah, I thought that was good how you brought up that word adaptation, because I think what does happen over the holidays is people are like, oh, it's just easy running oh, it's fine, like I just won't, I won't train as much, it's not a priority or whatever. And so they allow themselves to be like less consistent over this time. 
But what ends up happening then is that when January rolls around and they want to get back on the bandwagon, the consistency hasn't really been there. And so those adaptations haven't been able to form. And what happens instead is that maybe you lose a little bit of fitness. And so in January, instead of being able to start with a solid base, so for someone who's been running consistently in November, December, you have a really solid base and you're going to be able to transition into doing more um, like marathon or half marathon specific training where you're increasing that long run, where you're doing specific workouts. Um, whereas someone who hasn't really been running consistency consistently, we have to be looking at building a base first. And so you have to like make sure you're running, you know, just easy mileage and that can take a month or two months. And then you're always like repeating that cycle. If you're always taking multiple months off per year, you always have to like reestablish your base And so that's why I think it's really important just to hit home with that consistency piece that a few days of running per week can really go a long way. And it's, I know it it sounds like, oh, it's so monotonous and it's like so much work, but it really goes a long way, especially if you have long-term running goals. Yeah, exactly. You know, like this winter for my, for example, myself, I don't really have any races on the schedule for like the spring, but I knew I wanted to kind of stay active. So I didn't want to slip into this trap of like not running at all. And then all of a sudden a week goes by um, with, you know, and then I fall off the bandwagon. So I've just been trying to get out the door minimum four days a week, some weeks it's six days. And it, the runs vary anywhere from like three to six miles, kind of based on how I'm feeling that day, how sore I am from strength training, that sort of thing. Um, but I think it's like you said, it's really important to maintain that base because when you do start up training for something, your body can handle um, the increase in mileage and intensities that much better, right? Because you, your your body's used to getting the impact of your easy miles. So your ligaments, your bones, your tendons, all of that are stronger um, as opposed to taking time off and then you sort of kind of get weaker and you lose fitness too aerobically. So then it becomes that much harder to gain that back while you're also trying to you know gain fitness and increase where you were before. Yeah, definitely. And I think just one of the things to talk about is the idea that like running it is monotonous and I think it's something that's not really talked about a lot in the running culture and when I used to post a lot of my runs to social media like I would do a post every single day with my run and like the time and the pace or whatever this is like 2015 16 17 um and people would be like oh like you're so motivated or like oh like do you ever get bored when you're running or like how do you do it every day and it it is boring right like running is not it's not like super exciting to go out there and log easy miles and so what I always like to think of it is it's like a time where you can almost multitask so listening to a podcast listening to an audiobook it can be a time of like self-development and so while maybe it can be boring or monotonous to get out there I like to think of a lot of the benefits that I'm gonna get from that run um, instead of like the downfalls because I think what a lot of people will do is they'll be like well I could be wrapping presents during this time or Christmas shopping or I could be, you know, meal prepping or this or that. Um, But really, I'll just think of, okay, like if I do this run, I'm going to feel better throughout the day. I'm going to just not feel like as low energy. There's just a lot of things that happen when I don't run regularly. Um, And I'll kind of remind myself of what what I feel like when I don't really put my health as like a priority and so that's kind of where that comes from but it, it can be monotonous and it can be boring yeah you know really good point about um you know trying to block out those thoughts of like what you're missing out on because that i've struggled with that in the past too and i've cut run short because of that reason and so i think it's really important to frame up ahead of time like what is the purpose here 
Um, it's also a chance for you to obviously work on your mental health, but your physical health, you're doing something positive, you're getting outside. I think that allows you to be more productive when you go back to doing those other things. Um, people that have no problem kind of getting out like you like you did back in 2015 when you were doing your posts, you know, you develop that over time. Like you figured out like what routine works well for you. Mm-hmm. And it might vary based on the time of year, right? Like in the wintertime, you might not be getting out the door at 5 a.m. because um, it's cold, it's dark. So you might have adjusted your schedule. You might have like came up with a different uh, motivating factor for you, um, you know, like running inside or, you know, there's so many things and and then um social aspects as well Mm -hmm. so like maybe that's your time to connect with an old friend and meet up once a week with that person and get your run in together or um you know maybe you struggle to run with a group and so you challenge yourself to go run with the group once a week so i mean whatever it is but i know that yeah it can be hard during your daily work you know nine to five grind but figuring out how it fits in your schedule is really really important yeah i think the the group running can be huge too because like you're almost like hitting two birds with one stone like you can have that social time and then you're also kind of getting out for a run um and the same with like the podcasting stuff so trying to like figure out ways where you can make your run maybe like a double you know like you're gonna talk to an old friend like you said or you're gonna run your dog or run in a, with your kid in the stroller while they take a nap so trying to like figure out a way where you're like hitting two things with with one that is a way that I sometimes will motivate myself to to do the run because it almost like forces you to get out there especially if like it's a group or you're meeting someone it's like you don't have to hype yourself up to go like you have to because that person's um there and like waiting for you and so I think some people they get that same accountability like working with a coach they'll be like oh I know you know coach Ben or whatever is gonna be checking in on me and like that accountability Mm -hmm. factor can really go a long ways yeah and for me you know I've been running on the treadmill more because winter came early early this year and you know I find that like yeah making like doing those um, things checking them off your list like those phone calls you have to make or whatnot like I've done a lot of phone calls I guess while I'm running and that that's really been helpful because I feel productive so and it also keeps me running really slow because I want I don't want to oh sound like I'm gosh. winded so yeah I've talked to you know I've, I've scheduled appointments that sort of thing when that's when I'm so running and it's just a good way to make the time go by fast um, you know one time my grandma called me while I was on a run I just thought I'm gonna answer it and talk to her and it made the miles fly by and so yeah whatever you can do to I think um, help you, you know, stay motivated, spice things up during the winter, especially, or the off season when you don't really have a goal, um, you know, on the schedule. I think that's really key. That's hilarious about the phone calls. I mean, there's just so many ways where you can. Well, you've talked to me before, I know, on some of your runs. Yeah, I've like called you on some of the runs just to tell you I saw like a coyote or something, but yeah, I I don't think I've ever had like full blown like phone conversation. I feel like my mom has with me before, but yeah, I mean, there's ways that you can make it productive and I know we do like runner confessions on the run for PR's Instagram and people will be like oh like I talk to people on the phone on my runs and so that could be mm-hmm. one way where you're like <laughs> doing two things at once I know a lot of people when I tell them this they're like how can you even do that but on the treadmill um I used to when I first started coaching I would like do a lot of my athlete check-ins before work while I was running on the treadmill and I just like check the training peaks app and like leave comments and email a lot of my athletes because I have a really easy time on the treadmill like operating my phone and just being able to like Mm -hmm. write text and I don't know it's it's always just been something that's really easy for me to do 
Um, so that was one way that I kind of multitasked while I was on the treadmill. And now, like this morning, for example, I did a treadmill run and like the first mile or two, I kind of did some social media posting for the Run for PR's page and just, you know, try to kill two birds with one stone and try to make it seem like, oh, it's a productive use of my time. Um, but there's also other ways to spice things up during the off season. So Jason, talk a little bit about other ways that you can like spice things up. I know you recently did a class at Lifetime that was more of like a workout targeted um, running class, kind of like an orange theory situation, which obviously you don't want to do too much of, but how are there ways that you can really spice things up and keep things interesting? Yeah, you know, I um, I joined a class that's called Ultra Fit for endurance runners, and it's, it's similar to Orange Theory where you're stopping a few times to do like core strength and other types of, um, you know, strength exercises. And then you jump back on and um, there's some pace work involved, so you run at intervals. And, you know, I did it for a couple of reasons. Number one, I just want to challenge myself in a new way. Um, number two, the instructor actually talked to me one day and was just kind of asking my thoughts and wanted some feedback. So I thought I'd join the class to be able to offer that. And so... Um, I really left feeling pretty good about about the effort and just about like doing something new, sort of stepping outside my comfort zone. You know, there's been so many times where I show up and I just kind of hop on the treadmill and then you you do you basically do your own thing. And so it was kind of nice to have the accountability. I think I pushed myself a bit harder um, mm-hmm. having that group aspect. And so yeah, if you're a member of like a club like that, like we have a ton of lifetime fitness clubs here, and so obviously they have a, a lot of different classes, which are great. Um, but, you know, there there are other opportunities, I think, in person, like groups, um, depending on what area you live in. Hopefully, it, it might be worth just exploring, looking into, if you can just go once a month even. Just something to spice things up would be great. Um, but new running routes are always something that I do. I had an appointment, I think, a week or two ago in a different city, which I'm not used to really traveling to. It was about 25, 30 minutes away. Um, and, you know, before the appointment, I was looking at my phone, like where there's happened to be a gym right next door to the place. So I thought, oh, I'll just get my run in after the appointment. I'll shower there and stuff. Um, so I looked at ahead of time at like routes, found like a park with a trail. So that's something that you could do as well is planning out a new route, especially if you have more time, like on a weekend, you can drive somewhere, explore something, maybe run with a friend in their neck of the woods. Um, yeah, joining different groups, depending on, I know we have some groups here that they kind of meet at like a different location every weekend for their mm-hmm. runs. So that's kind of nice that you get to um, you know, ex- explore new new parks or new territory that you're not used to. Yeah, I think that's really funny, like the new route thing. A lot of people really enjoy that, and they they just think it's really cool to explore new routes. Um, I know one of my really good running partners, she just really never wants to run the same routes, and I'm someone where it's like I could run the same route every single day. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I don't know. I don't really like new routes. I feel like they go by slower for me. So, again, it's all about like finding – what gets you excited for me it's like having maybe like a a workout that kind of gets me excited like if I have a workout like once a week I kind of just frame up all my excitement towards that one workout or downloading like a really interesting podcast or audiobook that I know that I'm going to be really into like that gets me excited to get out the door for like an easy run um, or for a workout if like I find a few new songs and I know like oh like on my workout day I'm gonna listen to these songs so just finding like the things that get you excited I know like you really like new running routes and a lot of people that's something that they really enjoy I met someone at a baby shower like two months ago who was trying to run every single road like in the twin cities or something for as just like a lifetime running goal and I thought 
whoa, that is like something I would never want to do. But she had like this map. She was like pulling up on her phone and she had literally ran every, I think it was every single road in Minneapolis already. And so I was like, wow, I don't know how you did that. Like turning up and down every single road. There's an app that tracks that. Yeah. Yeah, she had it and it was crazy. And she wanted to do like all of Loose, Loose Line, which is like this really long trail that like goes basically the whole state of Minnesota. And she had done most of it. And so she just gets enjoyment out of like driving to like these routes and running parts of them. And um, so it's all about, you know, figuring out what gets you excited. And if that's the one thing, cause I was like, why do you do that? And she's like, this is how I stay motivated. Right. And so you just have to know like what it is for you and don't be like ashamed of what it is. Like for me, I stay motivated by like running the exact same route and like knowing exactly where I need to be on that route. And I don't really like new routes. So just finding out what it is for you and um, using that to, to stay motivated. Yeah, you know, it's like whenever we travel I'm, and I'm driving, I'm, I'm paying a lot more attention to like what's around me. And I feel like it's because I'm not familiar with the area, right? So you're curious about like what's around here. So it's the same concept with running. Um, you know, you're wondering what might come up. Like there might be a trail, a hill, like, like who knows? And so I think it's just more exciting to take your mind off, like the monotony of just doing your run and knowing exactly what's coming, you know, as far as your daily routes, um, by mixing it up, having somewhere new to run, I think it can just make the run go by a little bit faster, help your focus shift maybe onto something else. Um, and not so much on to like what it is that you're doing, you know, and how hard it is. So keeping your thoughts, I think positive, that's, that's really the key is how to spice things up, like figure out what is going to help you remain in a positive state so that you can kind of get through your run and have some enjoyment. Yeah, definitely. And I think we've covered a lot of topics here, right? So it's really important to understand that running can be monotonous. And even like the people you follow on social media or on Strava, they feel the same way. They just have like mental ways that they cope with it or like routines where it like fits in. So if you're feeling like, obviously if you're feeling like super burnt out, like take some time. But if you're just feeling like, oh, this is kind of boring, um, I think all runners have kind of been through that. But the consistency is really important because you want to build that aerobic base. And it does take, you know, two weeks to start losing fitness. But the longer you take off, um, the longer it can take to, to build back. And so that's why the consistency piece can be really important. Um, a lot of people just dive in and they want to go hard again after taking time off, but that's not always sustainable. So it's really important to find a routine that's sustainable and build slowly. Um, and having that base can really help with the new year. Once you're kind of at that place, you can start building back again into some harder workouts. Um, having a base is just going to allow you to expedite your training that much more. And right now we're actually offering a fun speed program. Um, we released it like a month and a half ago, but it's still available and open for another month or so. Um, and it's just a speed specific group to help stay motivated and accountable over the winter months. Yeah. You know, I think anytime you can be a part of a group or find something that kind of gets you excited again. So maybe it is working on your speed. Um, for me, you know, in the past, I've been running for a long time, and so it's kind of nice to switch things up every couple of years and maybe shift your goals. Um, this last summer, I did a lot more, the last two summers actually, did a lot more biking. And I think that that helped with, um, you know, with my motivation with running when I wanted to kind of get more serious about it because I was still, I was still used to like carving out that time, right? I was still able to prioritize my fitness. Um, same with the winter, I'm doing a little bit more skiing. I think that helps in the springtime with when I go back to running. Um, not only am I staying in shape, I'm still having a pretty good base. 
Um, and then it's that much easier to kind of shift gears and start running more because like, you know, I've been, I've been making it a priority and then also I'm staying active. So aerobically, I haven't lost fitness. Yeah, definitely. And then we also are going to be releasing another new program on January 1st, and it's going to be really exciting. And so if that's something that you're looking forward to is maybe joining a group in the spring or in the new year for some of your spring goals, stay tuned and look for that on our social media page. We'll definitely be releasing that on January 1st, and it is a free group. So we've done some of these in the past where you can kind of download um, our ebook and it has a couple of free plans within there and it's just fun because you get those weekly emails and you really have that accountability factor of training with a group and connecting with other people who are training towards similar goals. Um, so hopefully just hanging in there this holiday season and staying consistent even though I know it can be tough at times especially with all of the busyness that comes with the holidays but the consistency will pay off so hopefully this was a little bit of words of encouragement because they are going to pay off when you start training again in the new year. So if you're looking for some accountability or maybe you want that perk of working with a coach, investing in your running, you can fill out the form at www.runforprs.com and we would set you up with a free seven day coaching trial. This can be huge for accountability and motivation. So again, it's www.runforprs.com and we would get you set up with a free seven-day trial. And this trial is mainly to get connected with a coach, get some of your questions answered, and just get to understanding what online coaching is all about. So we offer the trial so that you can see what we're offering with online coaching. Um, it, is, it does take longer than obviously a week to see progress. And so we'd hope that once you kind of get a lot of your questions answered and you are able to connect with the coach that you'd be able to see if coaching is a good fit for you or not. So again, that's www.runforprs.com. Thanks for tuning in.